Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today I'm here with Cheryl. Cheryl, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, first of all, Naomi, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. And um, my name is Cheryl, I love, and I am a former respiratory therapist. That was my first career. And then I went back to school and became a physical therapist. So I have like a dual medical degree and I worked in the medical profession for, uh, I hate to say it, 40 years. <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. Um, and so, yes, so, so you're a physical therapist. Um, and my first question for you is what exactly is physical therapy? That's an incredibly good question because physical therapy has a very broad and wide scope of, um, of, of treatment. So if you, once you become a physical therapist, you have the opportunity to work in a variety, wide variety of different clinical settings. But in a nutshell, a physical therapist just really helps people get moving again, help them improve the quality of their lives, help them with their strength, flexibility, and function. And then, of course, there are so many different types of rehab that we, we do, um, depending on the situation we're in, the clinical setting, that type of thing. Wow. <laughs> yes, that, yes. Um, uh, physical therapy is really important to um, people who have um, <clears throat> like, like, like physical challenges um, or, um, or just like, <clears throat> just like re recovered from surgery. Um, mm -hmm. And you have been researching alternatives to physical therapy to those who need accommodations. Uh, what have you accomplished so far and what do you continue to plan on accomplishing in the future? So one of the things that I discovered when I graduated from physical therapy school, um, I was 40 years old or 40 years young at the time when I graduated and I was working in the field and I really didn't like it. I didn't like the work. I didn't like what I was doing. Um, it just didn't seem to fit with what I, my projection and my vision of being a physical therapist was. So I actually ended up uh, opening my own practice so I had my own private practice for 18 years, and I specialized in alternative types of movement therapy. I like to explain that I took the science of physical therapy with the art of movement and integrated the two of them to help people um, actually heal themselves. So they didn't come to me and as a physical therapist, I told them, I'm not going to fix you or heal you. I'm going to give you the tools to heal yourself. So as I said, I incorporated things like um, Pilates rehab. I'm a Pilates uh, instructor. I'm also something called a Feldenkrais instructor or practitioner. So I incorporated all of those alternative methods into my practice. And a lot of times I would get clients that would come to me after they went through traditional physical therapy and they would get definitely made progress, but they weren't where they wanted to be. So I kind of bridged that gap between traditional PT and getting out in the world to full function. Wow, that's that's really inspiring. And so, um, with 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 all the accommodations you've been researching, um, how is it um how has it changed uh, physical therapy uh, in your experience? Well, I don't think it's really changed the whole scope of physical therapy, you know, as a profession. Um, but I do think a lot of physical therapists are discovering even 
you know, more modalities that we didn't have before, you know, rather than just doing, you know, the ultrasound, the e-stim, and the traditional set of exercises that you always get from your physical therapist when they hand you that sheet of paper. Um, there's a lot of different areas that PTs are going into, uh, you know, for example, like pelvic floor health, um, you know, uh, postpartum type of work, even, you know, pregnancy, just a lot of things that weren't available to us, you know, years ago when I started my journey into physical therapy, which was, mm, my goodness, a long time ago, like 27 years ago. Wow. Wow. And then you, you previously mentioned that um, you were, um, you were also a respiratory therapist um, at one point. Uh, what was that experience like? And what is respiratory therapy? Oh, my goodness. That's a very, very long story. I didn't uh, wake up one morning and say, hey, I think I want to be a respiratory therapist. Um, actually, I have four sisters and my two older sisters and I, the three of us were born. Uh, my mom had the three of us in four years. So with three little girls, her, her dream was for us to all go to college. And she wanted us to be either. This is really kind of funny either um, nurses or teachers, because those were the only feminine you know, professions that she knew of. Now, considering I am a baby boomer, so you know, my mother was that greatest generation, she didn't realize that there were other professions available to women. So interestingly enough, my oldest sister became a teacher. My second sister became, she went to college to become a medical technologist. And since I always followed in her footsteps, it was kind of like assumed that I would be a medical tech, you know, student and a med tech someday too. But she came home for, for a break one time around Thanksgiving and she told my mother, she said, I don't think Cheryl could do the work. She's not smart enough. But there's this new profession called inhalation therapy. And that's what they called it back then was inhalation therapy. So um, she says, I think it, you know, she might be able to do that. I mean, my goodness, what an insult. Um, so anyhow, I had no idea what a respiratory therapist was, nor did my mother, or nor did, you know, we thought we researched it, but back then you couldn't just get on the computer and, and Google things. And I did go to the local hospital to talk to the director of the respiratory department there. And he said, yeah, it's a good profession. I think you should do it. And so I ended up going to school to become a respiratory therapist. Unfortunately, my first two years were at the small state college in central Pennsylvania to do the prerequisites. So I did that for two years, and then they sent the respiratory students who managed to get through those two years down to this huge, huge teaching hospital in Pittsburgh. So I never even saw my first patient until I was in my sophomore year of college. And when I saw what was going to be expected of me, you know, the critical care, the ventilators, uh, the some of the stuff I was shocked, horrified, and I couldn't believe that's what I was going to be doing. But I couldn't tell my parents that I didn't think it was the right choice for me because they already invested two years of prerequisites for me. So my only other choice would be to keep those prerequisites would be to go into nursing. And that would have been just as, you know, even more shocking to me. So I just gutted it out and finished the program. And it took me a long time to get used to the work and what was expected of me, but I actually loved it. I loved being able to take care of people. I, once I got used to it, I actually loved being the first person there on the scene. I liked being able to 
you know, comfort the patients, hold their hand in situations that were terrifying for them. You know, you know, I mean, it's terrifying. It's life and death. And, you know, I was on the other side of the ventilator. You know, I know your health history. So it was actually an honor and a privilege to be able to do that and to be part of the team. Although I will have to say a lot of times it definitely took a lot out of me as well. Yeah. You can't experience all of that without having it affect you. And I thought it was really fascinating that they didn't provide, um, you know, the hospital that I worked at, they really didn't provide support for the staff. It was like, do your job and go home. You know, Cheryl, uh, you, you really have saved lives with respiratory therapy and um, working with patients uh, to help them get better. And um, with your physical therapy too, I see that this is so, this is, this is really important um, to bring awareness to. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, that, um, that, um, that, that, that your profession is, um, is, is saving lives and, and helping so many people uh, mm-hmm. with, with all their chronic Do illnesses. You know what? a really strange thing when the pandemic hit right Mm -hmm. at the very beginning and of course i had been out of respiratory therapy at that point for what 20 years but i had this burning desire to go back into the hospitals and say hey you know let me help and then of course you know um the logical and and logistic side of it kicked in is like no, that wouldn't be very practical because I'd probably have to go back to school and everything. But, you know, still that burning desire to, to, to help people. And, you know, everybody was just, their hair was on fire. We were all terrified. Nobody knew exactly what was happening. Um, but having worked in the field for so long, you know, almost 20 years as a respiratory therapist, I saw it from a different perspective. Mm. Yeah. And I and, and I would just like to share, you know, um, this um, our conversation right now is um is is really making me reflect on on like my own uh, experience uh, with, with with both respiratory and physical therapy, as I've had both respiratory and physical therapy after my open heart surgery, um, and it's it's really making me realize, you know, um, well, yes, like. <laughs> The, the open heart surgery saved my life, but also the um, the respiratory therapy and the physical therapy also uh, sa- saved my life and really also uh, provided me to to live the best life I could live with my chronic illness. So, thank thank you so much for shedding light on all this in all these important issues. <laughs> You know, I tell you, I, you know, you know, you see the patient get better and, and they're so happy and you see the family so happy and everything. You have no idea how happy we are when we see that, you know, it's just, it's like, it's so rewarding to see somebody go home and see, see, you know, see them walk out of that hospital or see the back of them, you know, it's, it's just really exciting. Yeah. 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 I bet. And you know, I, you know, when it comes to physical therapists, respiratory therapists, and all different kinds of medical professionals like doctors, you know, you, all all of you work together in 
you you guys really are heroes you 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 all really do save lives every day oh thank you yeah I, I haven't done it for a long time but i still remember even i can go back years ago and i can still even remember some of the patients names and you know a lot of a lot of that in great detail i mean if you asked me what i had for breakfast this morning i might not remember that but I remember these patients, I remember the faces, I remember the names, I remember the situation, and which is really funny because like I said, it's been a long time. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've never thought of that perspective before since, I, since I've only just been a medical patient, you know, for, for a medical professional for, uh, that you just um, now shared that I'm, um, you remember the patients you worked with and the patients who um who, who got better um through physical therapy and respiratory therapy um from 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 you and that's so that, that that's just so touching and so inspiring and i'm it's just you're you're doing such a good service in the in in, in the medical world <laughs> i actually have um a woman that I met a while back, she's retiring. She's a, a medical doctor and she's in the, in the process of retiring from the medical profession. And she wrote a book um, and the title was The Other Side of the Stethoscope. And, and so it was from her perspective as a physician. Um, and I find it really fascinating because there was, I was always able to, uh, during my career, put myself not only in the position of the patient, but I could put myself in the shoes of the family and what they were experiencing and what they were going through, you know, at the time. And I think that gave me a different sense of perspective and empathy, but yet you still have to keep that clinical distance, that, you know, clinical just um, space where you don't get too caught up in it. So you're able to be able to function as, you know, the, the practitioner that you are. So it's, it's it's really it's an interesting it was an interesting journey wow that sounds like a really um good way uh for um for for, for medical professionals to un to um to, to relate to and and to, and to understand uh um mm-hmm. their um their, their service and their and, and their job better and i'm i'm so i'm, I'm so happy to hear that <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to share, Cheryl? You know, um, for all of you medical professionals out there who are listening, just remember that um, that person in front of you is somebody's daughter, son, mother, father, grandfather, sister, brother, whatever, that that's a human being. And even though we're caught up in sometimes the emergency of the situation, um, just remember to have that sense of compassion and that sense of empathy for the person that you're treating as well as for their family and vice versa, you know, for the family members and even the patients to understand sometimes as a medical professional, we get incredibly stressed out and overwhelmed as well. So we're all human beings. And if we can just kind of, you know, relate to our humanity as we're going through something so awful, I think that the outcome is always gonna be positive. Wow. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing all this important insight. Uh, I, I, I have not, um, I, this is the first time I 
interviewed a physical and respiratory therapist. So thank you so much. <laughs> you are welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I really appreciate it.